how you guys doing today? So, I just have this word that I wanted to share with you. Um, I was reading Matthew 25, and it concerning the ten virgins. And the story goes, uh, as, as you may know, um, five were wise and five were foolish. Now, what was the similarities between both of them? They both had lamps. They were, they were both virgins. So these weren't harlots, these weren't heathens. They both had lamps and they were both virgins. But what was the difference between the two sets of, of groups? One, the five foolish, even though they had the lamp, they didn't take any oil with them. Five wise, they had the lamp, but they realized and they took oil in their vessels, the Bible says. They took oil in their vessels. The oil keeps the lamp burning. The oil keeps the lamp burning. You know, the scripture says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. The oil keeps the lamp burning. Now when now when they all slept, because the bridegroom was delayed, they all slept, right? And and then at midnight they heard a cry saying that the bridegroom is coming, so now it's time for them to go out and meet the bridegroom. Those that were wise had oil in their lamp. Those that were foolish didn't have oil in their lamp. And the foolish realized that their lamps were going out because they didn't have oil. And then they now asked the wise to give them some of their oil. All right, to give them some of their oil. So the wise realized in the beginning that they were willing to pay anything to receive the oil. That they real the wise realized that they couldn't do this on their own. The wise realized that they couldn't live this life, this life of the gospel, this life of Jesus Christ on their own strength. And even though they might have the lamp, even though they might have the word of God, they need the oil. Who, the oil represents the Holy Spirit to live a life that is pleasing to God. So they were constantly being filled by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we shouldn't be drunk with wine, but we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ever be filled with the Holy Spirit. The foolish had the lamp. The foolish had the word of God. The foolish could probably quote scriptures. The foolish could probably defend their faith. The foolish could probably answer people back with scriptures, but they didn't take the oil because they didn't see the oil as important. So their lamps were not going out. You see, the, Jesus said in a parable that those that are wise, they hear the word of God and they do it and they put it into practice. But those that are foolish, they hear the word, but they don't do it and they don't put it into practice. So that when a time of storm comes, those that are wise because they've heard the word and they put it into practice when the storm comes it's like them building their house upon a rock and even though the, the wind and the wave will beat on on that house it won't fall because it was founded upon the rock but those that are foolish because they heard the word and they did not put it into practice and they deceived themselves by building their house on sand on fine comfortable sand when the waves came and the wind beat on their house their, their fall was great because they didn't put into practice what they had heard they didn't put into practice what they had heard so the question is are you being filled with the holy spirit are you yielding yourself to the holy spirit you see there are a lot of people that they can defend 
their faith, meaning they can say this scripture and they have all this reason, they have all these gifts, they rely on the gifts, but they're not relying on the indwelling, on the filling of the Holy Spirit. Because if you read in Matthew 25, the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. And the wise said, no, we can't give you because if we give you, it won't be enough for us and for you. So therefore go and go and buy some, to go, go to those who sell and buy. So when the wild day, while the foolish went to go and buy, the bridegroom came and he took those that were ready. Those that were ready went with the bridegroom. Those that were not ready did not go. And then the door was shut. So now, what makes us ready for the coming of the Lord? It is not our own strength. It is not our own might. It is not our own power. We cannot be ready for Jesus' coming by our, our own strength, by our own power. We are only ready because of the Holy Spirit. Every time we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, every time we allow or allow ourselves to be filled by Him, He makes us ready for His coming. See, those that were ready went with the bridegroom, and the Bible says that they went to the wedding and the door was shut. So, here's the thing. Right now, we live in, an, in a window of opportunity where the door is open. The door is open. In the, in the, in the time of Noah, the ark, the door of the ark was open. People could go in, but they chose not to. The door is open. Jesus is, is the door. Anyone can receive him right now as Lord and as Savior. But a time will come when that door is shut. And you will either be shut in with Christ or you will be shut out. Those that are shut in are those that go to the wedding are those that feast with Christ. Those that are shut out, the wrath of God remains upon them. The wrath of God will be upon them. So you decide which side of the door you're going to be in. Either you're going to be shut out or you're going to be shut in. All those who believed in Jesus Christ are in Christ. They are shut in with him. All those who choose not to believe, all those who decide rather to rely on their good works, on their good deeds, who decide to rely on karma quote-unquote to get themselves to earn a place in heaven they will be shut out because you cannot earn your salvation your salvation salvation is a free gift for the wages of sin is death but the but the gift of god is eternal life one you earn one is a gift so you decide are you going to be shut in with christ or are you going to be shut out if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, you have a window of opportunity right now to come to Him. All He asks is that you repent, turn from sin, and you receive Him as Lord and as Savior. You lay your life down and you take up His life. But it's a choice. God is not going to force you to do anything. God is not going to force you to do anything. It's a choice you have to make. God loves us enough that he gave us free will. There is no love if we have no free will. That is coercion. That is domination. That is, that is, that is someone trying to manipulate. No. God doesn't manipulate. God doesn't dominate anything like that. No. God leads us. When someone is leading you, you not decide if, I'm gonna, if you're going to follow or not. So you must decide. Today, God has given you a free will. Choose this day who you're going to serve. 
either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve yourself. Either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the devil. Either you serve God and you become a child of God or you don't serve God and you remain a child of the devil. There's no there's no in between. Everyone is created by God. Yes, but not everyone is a child of God. Everyone is I'm going to repeat that again. Everyone is created by God, but not everyone is a child of God. Those that receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior have been given the right to become children of God. Those who reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior are not children of God. So God is a creator, but he's not a father to all. Father indicates relationship. Do you have a relationship with God? Father indicates relationship. The only way you can have a relationship with God is through his son, Jesus Christ. Not through any other person, not through any other method, not through any other religion, not through anything. The only way you can have a relationship with God is through his son, Jesus Christ. God made that clear. God is not vague. God is not, God is not, is not, is not trying to, is not trying to keep this away from you. No, God made it very plain and very clear. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. The only way you can have a relationship with God is through Jesus Christ alone. That is the only way you can have a relationship with God. He sets the terms. We don't. He is the vine. We are the branches. He sets the terms. We don't set the term. So I don't want you to be deceived and think that, well, it doesn't matter if I'm in this religion or that. No, no, no. The only way to have a relationship with God is through Jesus Christ alone. That is the only way to have a genuine relationship with God. Don't tell me you're practicing all these other things and you have a relationship with God. You may have a relationship with another spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. You may have a relationship with different other things, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Don't be deceived. Jesus Christ made it very clear. The only way to the Father is through him. So you must decide. Either Jesus Christ was telling the truth or he was a lunatic. There is no in-between. There is no in-between. Choose this day who you're going to serve. So I just want to encourage you, all that are going to listen to this, choose this day who you're going to serve. The door is open right now. You can walk through that door and that's Jesus Christ. And when you walk there, you will find pasture. But one day that door will be shut and you will either be shut in or you'll be shut out. My prayer is that you'll be shut in with him for all of eternity in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.